Hi everyone, welcome to Hear the Zebra, a podcast presented by NorKGI, where every stripe tells a story. I am your host Edge, and I'll walk this journey into the world of rare disease with you. Now you may be wondering, why the zebra? In medicine we have a saying that goes, when you hear hoofbeats, think of horses, not zebras. This is widely considered as a reminder that doctors should diagnose the common causes rather than search at an exorbitant length and cost for rare and unusual causes. However, here at NorKGI, we stand with the zebras and we're given a voice to the zebras to share their stories, challenges, and the triumphs of living with rare diseases. Rare diseases are actually more common than you might think. There are over 7,000 known rare diseases affecting more than 30 million Americans, and that's about 1 in 10 people. Despite their prevalence, these diseases often go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed, leading to a long and frustrating journey for patients and their families. Here at Here the Zebra, we aim to raise awareness about rare diseases and the challenges faced by those living with them. And by sharing these stories, we hope to foster a community of support and understanding. Second, we hope to provide a platform for voices that often go unheard. Each episode will feature interviews with patients, caregivers, healthcare professionals, and researchers. We'll explore personal journeys, discuss advancements in treatments and research, and highlight the incredible work being done by the scientists around the world. Whether you're someone living with a rare disease, a caregiver, a healthcare professional, or simply someone interested in learning more about this fascinating community, Here the Zebra is for you, and always feel free to reach out to us. In today's episode, I had the pleasure to interview the president of NorKGI, Nathan Bach. Nathan is a second-year MSGDA student here at KGI. And as those who may know, Nathan is both a dear friend and a knowledgeable mentor of mine. During the episode, we had the pleasure talking about Nathan's experience and his journey in NORD, how NORD engages in supporting people with rare disease, and the upcoming big event, Rare Disease Day. And without further ado, here's today's episode. All right, so today we have the president of NORD, Nathan Bach, a.k.a. the Bach Dude. (laughs) How's it going, Nathan? How, How are you feeling today? It's going good. I'm excited to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on this podcast. This is super duper cool. Absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming the president of Nord. For sure. So my name is Nathan Bach. I am currently a second year student in the MSGDA program. Uh, for those unfamiliar, MSGDA stands for Master's of Science in Human Genetics and Genomic Data Analytics. And so um, when I first came to KGI, I initially heard about Nord through a tabling event uh, because, you know, at the beginning of the year, we have, um, like a tabling event for all the clubs on campus and they go out into like the quad and, uh, they all, you know, talk about their clubs and stuff. So mm-hmm. when I, uh, saw the Nord table, a lot of, uh, second year MSGDA students. So when I was the first year, my second year, um, MSGDA students, they, a lot of them were part of the club and they're advertising it and they were saying, Oh, like this is a great club for you to network and uh, learn more about rare diseases. And, um, the club primarily was run by MCDA students, mm-hmm. so it was really cool just to see all of them kind of on the board, and it would be a great way to kind of network and, you know, learn more about rare diseases and how I could get involved. So that's kind of how I heard about Nord and got initially interested into it, 
and they also talked about how um, you know in the in the fall mm -hmm. they go to um, a summit in DC right. and they meet with a bunch of other students part of like other students for rare clubs in totally. Nord and I was like that's super cool that would be an awesome opportunity to go to DC and learn more about Nord and um, just be able to network so I was like that's a really cool opportunity I think that'd be great and uh, yeah so I applied to be historian first mm -hmm. And I got an interview, and they were like, okay, you got the position. So I was like, okay, great. So being part of the board, it was really cool to see how the, the club functioned and stuff. Right. Um, just seeing them plan for different uh, events and uh, fundraisers and seeing how they um, had so many connections to other speakers and people on campus. So I was like, this is super cool. I definitely want to be more involved with this. So, um, you know, after Red Disease Day last year, uh, we had elections, and I was like, oh, like, I'll run for president. Why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, I ran for president and I, I got, you know, I got the position. It was super duper cool. And yeah, that's kind of my journey to becoming president of Nord. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So you you mentioned that you started up as a historian. So yeah. what, what was that like? What was the position as a historian like in Nord KGI? Yeah. So historian position is primarily just uh, recording, mm -hmm. um, like events and stuff so like taking pictures of at events mm -hmm. uh being able to sh just show up and support mm -hmm. and um pretty much i just take pictures also at that time um the the nord club we had a um been primarily using google drive and my year we were transitioning to microsoft um office and so one of my other tasks was to tra uh, transfer all the files from google drive to the microsoft mm -hmm. office OneDrive. And so that's kind of what I did. It's, it was a pretty you know, relaxed role, but it was a good opportunity to kind of learn more about the club and how I can get involved and kind of what Nord was doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, speaking of Nord, can you tell us listeners a little bit about what Nord is and its primary mission? Yeah, for sure. So Nord is a nonprofit organization that mm. aims to provide support for individuals with rare diseases, um, like by advocating and funding research. Um, education and like networking among different service providers. Mm -hmm. uh, its primary mission is to improve the health and well-being of people with rare diseases by you know, driving advances in care research mm -hmm. and uh, different policies. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the primary mission of like Nord overall as an organization. Mm -hmm. And the Students for Rare Club at here at KGI, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we want to provide support for individuals with rare diseases and provide a platform for them to kind of share their stories and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, can you share an example or story where Nord's K Nord KGI's work has directly made an impact or helped in a family or individual who was affected by rare disease? Yeah, so one specific instance is, um, so I, I mentioned earlier how, um, you know, I went to the Nord uh, Summit conference in dc mm. and while we were there we were able to listen to one of the speakers mm. who was an individual who had uh been diagnosed with hereditary amyloidosis mm. and he talked about his journey and he talked about how you know nord was able to uh help him and like get provided with uh, resources and stuff like that so mm. that was really cool uh to see especially like from a patient perspective seeing how um, you know, Nord is able to connect people with like healthcare providers and specific resources that they need. Right. And uh, even more so than that, they also provided him like with community. So he was able to connect with other people who had similar diagnoses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, 
yeah, it was just really cool to hear about that. And uh, specifically at, like, KGI, if we're talking about, like, students for Rare here, mm-hmm. um, one of, like, our KGI alumni, Thomas Lester, he had talked, uh, gave a talk last uh, month, and he's been working in the field of rare diseases for over 15 years now. Oh, wow. And he has been working on um, developing therapies for rare diseases. So it's really, really cool to see how, um, you know, people who are in NORD, how they are contributing, like, right now through research or just providing platforms and for uh, individuals with rare diseases. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of some specific examples of people, um, you know, in NORD and who've, uh, you know, been supported through the organization. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, was that the speaker with HA? Uh, his name was Sean, right? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, so he has been an old friend of NORD, KGI. He gave us a talk, I think, sometime last semester yeah so we met him back in november at the north summit mm-hmm. and he had agreed to talk at our general meeting which was super cool mm-hmm. and as a plug he's also well i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but he's also going to be coming in person to rare disease day so it'll be really cool to have him speak and you know meet him in person for the rest of the club totally totally i i heard that um rare disease day is the big day for both kgi and nord kgi mm-hmm. uh, do you want to spoil us a little bit on what rare disease day is about yeah, for sure. So Rare Disease Day pretty much is one of the biggest events, mm-hmm. or I guess like the big event for Students for Rare Nord, or KGI. It's a day where we have just different speakers come and talk about their different perspectives on rare diseases. And uh, this year the theme is uh, Perspectives Explored, Lives Empowered. So we're going to be having speakers from different pers- from different uh, who see rare disease through different lenses pretty much. So right. we're going to see like people with uh, – from rare disease through the lens of a patient or like a researcher or like patient advocate. So um, it'd be really, really cool just to have those stories, perspectives shared with the students here at KGI. Totally. And um, also there's going to be food there. So (laughs) if you're listening to this, uh, there'll be food provided and uh, there'll be activities and also a poster competition as well. So uh, some of the MSGA students, well, all the second year MSGA students and then those who are interested in joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening, you can also join. So yes, yes. Uh, it's open to anyone. Uh, you can, you know, make a poster about a rare disease and enter a competition and it'll be judged by uh, some faculty at KGI and they'll uh, have first, second, third place winners. Mm-hmm. And the prizes last year were actually really good. So what was it? some of the prizes were like a humidifier. There was uh, water bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the other ones was like a heated blanket. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, some of the posters looked really cool. So I know one of the posters had a, uh, like a Stranger Things theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked pretty sick, and they did their um, poster uh, involving the actor who plays uh, Dustin in the show. So I don't remember what his actual disease was, but right. it was like about – was affected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he has that rare disease, but they did a poster about it, and it looked super cool. Like right. it was all black and had like an upside-down theme. <laughs> so it was really cool, yeah. So, so creativity is allowed for the poster competition. Yes, yes. Okay. Definitely it's encouraged. Creativity be as creative as you would like. Yes. All right. All right, guys, you, you all heard that. Let's all sign up for it. It sounds very exciting. Honestly, yeah. it's very educational and fun at the same time. Eh? Yeah, for sure. Also, like, if mm-hmm. uh, you like want to get involved, uh, actually, the, the official Nord page on LinkedIn posted our uh, poster. So mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, there's a QR code on there. You can scan to RSVP for the event and RSVP to join the uh, poster competition. So Cool, cool. All right. I know we spent a good amount of time talking about uh, Rare Disease Day from Nord. Um, has there been any other successful fundraising events from the past that's been particularly memorable to you? 
Yeah, so some of the other fundraising events that we did, like aside from Rare Disease Day, in the past was we had like a winter social. Mm-hmm. So uh, not last Christmas, but like two Christmases ago, we had the social in the student center where uh, we had like hot cocoa. We were uh, watching Elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like painting ornaments. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was just more of like a social. So right. um, just getting to, you know, talk with students and get to know them better mm-hmm. and that was open to all students so actually there was like a lot of students who came and joined it wasn't just nord students and that so it was really cool right um we also had another fundraiser um like you got this grams so basically students could uh, sign up to send like other students on campus um like little goodie bags mm-hmm. um and just encouragement for because like during finals week or the week before finals, like mm-hmm. everyone's pretty stressed and they, um, you know, they're dealing with, you know, finals and stuff. So, Absolutely. uh, it's just like a little thing of encouragement for them. And like, there's some candy in the bag and like a note that you can write mm-hmm. to them. So that w- those were some really good, uh, fundraisers that we had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess like rare disease day is just like our big thing. So <laughs> every year that's our, um, like our one big event. Cause I know in the past it used to be like, 100, 200 people, like, attending the event. Oh, wow. Which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess ever since COVID, uh, things shifted. And so Absolutely. it kind of dwindled a bit. But uh, we're working on getting back those numbers. So Oh, yeah. We should pr- definitely bring back the numbers up yeah. again. So it sounds like North throws a lot of big events, or at least Rare Disease Day, that's the big event. Mm-hmm. Um, so does North um, collaborate with any other organizations, researchers, and healthcare professionals? Yeah, so I know that for, like, at least our club students for Rare, mm-hmm. um, we don't really collaborate a lot, but I know that the organization, like, as a whole, on a national level, they collaborate with a bunch of other companies. Right. So, like, for example, uh, when, you know, when I attended the Nord Summit back in November, there was, like, a long list of sponsors for the event, which, like, included, like, GE, Amgen, Takeda, AstraZeneca, Horizon Therapeutics, so just, like, a bunch of other companies work with Nord, right. which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also at that summit, we uh, met like a lot of other researchers from different universities. So mm-hmm. like Georgetown and like UCI, those you know people who are doing research in rare disease also collaborate with Nord. Um, a lot of speakers from different hospitals like Boston's Children, and then one other thing was that <laughs> they also had like people from the FDA, which was really cool. From the FDA. The FDA. yeah yeah the FDA because um, the theme of that summit was. Uh, like orphan drug act the orphan mm-hmm. drug act so um Can the you tell us a little bit about the orphan drug act yeah for sure so um mm-hmm. the orphan drug act basically was um i think it was in the 80s mm-hmm. basically it was to get um like a law passed to have more drugs for diseases be developed okay. like Huntington's disease and stuff like that right um so that was one of the laws that really helped, you know, drive research and development for drugs for diseases. Um, so that was like way back in the eighties, but it was really cool because uh, we were able to see um, Robert Califf, you know, the FDA director, mm-hmm. speak at the summit. So that was that was really really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So I don't know if that answered your question. Oh yeah, absolutely, it does. It really <laughs> does. Yeah. Um, so my my next question is a little bit deeper. So what do you think mm-hmm. some of the biggest challenges that the rare disease community is facing today? And how do you think Nord can participate in helping those challenges? Mm-hmm. So I think some of the biggest challenges that the rare disease community faces today mm-hmm. is just finding resources mm-hmm. and just the general awareness of their specific disease. 
Um, of course, this is just like a small pie mm-hmm. uh, in the experience of having rare diseases. But for many families, uh, they feel or they can feel very isolated. Uh, for instance, we had a speaker last semester um, who had a daughter with uh, Rett syndrome. And she talked about how it was really challenging. Uh, like this was back in the 90s. She got a diagnosis back in the 90s. Right. And this was before um, you know we had all the research we do now. But she talked about how it was really hard just to get a diagnosis for her daughter because a lot of the doctors just weren't even aware of the disease. And, it, of course, um, this just kind of exemplifies some of the challenges that the community faces. Mm-hmm. And just f- um, finding, you know, just getting a diagnosis is hard enough, especially if you have a rare disease. Right. Uh, that's this makes it even harder for uh, some families. Um, but you know some of the great things about Nord is that it provides like a pretty um, well-established network for these families that they can utilize, and uh, potentially find different uh, researchers or doctors, um, also like healthcare providers, and sometimes it's just like communities too. So like um, sometimes these families just want other people to talk to, like who experience what they're going through. Yes, and so. Uh, I think Nord does a really good job with that as well. Um, if you uh, go to their website, they have a community tab, which is really helpful for people who are looking to find communities um, who have similar experiences to them. Right, right. I know you sort of t- touched on this a little bit as well. Um, would you say that it's important that um, the public's awareness is in fighting against rare diseases? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think having the public be aware mm-hmm. of specific rare diseases is really critical because – I mean, this sounds <laughs> sounds kind of bad, but like uh, that's where a lot of funding comes from, too. You know, mm-hmm. so if the public is more aware about specific diseases, mm-hmm. uh, that brings in a lot more money. So, right. which right. obviously is going towards research for the, the like the disease and therapeutics stuff like that. 100%. Um, like like for example, um, like Parkinson's disease. Right. Before you know, Michael J. Fox had his uh, diagnosis. He announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot of funding for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once he, you know, announced that he had the disease mm-hmm. and he started the Michael J. Fox Foundation, that mm-hmm. brought in a ton of funding and brought in a lot of opportunities for research and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think having the public be aware of different, you know, specific diseases is really, really vital. Absolutely. And would you say that having more funding coming into the foundation really helped um, the progression of the treatment options we have out there for the patients? Yeah, for sure. I think it really accelerated the uh, the research, and especially in that disease. And I know that like Parkinson's is not really like a rare disease, but mm-hmm. it just kind of provides like a model for other rare diseases, you know? Right, right, right. And would you say that generally uh, maybe like a non-rare disease, um, they have more funding going into them than rare disease researches? I think it really depends. Okay. Um, like, for example, because you were talking about disease that's super common, like, let's say, diabetes. Right, right. Uh, that's getting a ton of funding because uh, pharmaceutical companies, they want, you know, they want to make money where the most uh, people are affected. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I think definitely, um, th- yeah, it's important. Raising the public's awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, sort of related question to this. Um, so, how can Nord be valuable to others in, let's say, healthcare or nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so NOR can be valuable to others in healthcare or nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. because um, they provide, like I said earlier, they provide um, like really good networking. So uh, for those who provide who provide healthcare for those with rare diseases, uh, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes isolation is like a feeling that a lot of people feel. So being able to just find community um, with that is a really big help in how NORD is able to be valuable. 
Um, they also, like I mentioned, they partner with a lot of different companies. So I like I mentioned earlier, Amgen, Horizon Therapeutics. Um, they have very vast network um, that you know people can maybe take advantage of and they just learn more about um, these different companies. That's what's out there. Because a lot of times, it's not just like about the money. Sometimes it's just knowing what's out there. You know, just exactly. learning about. Okay, I didn't even know this existed. Mm-hmm. So now that I do know about, it, I can do research about it and stuff like that. Totally. Um, yeah, I guess. On a smaller scale, mm-hmm. uh, for like students for rare here at KGI, um, Nord is really valuable because it provides also a network for students, but it's also um, allowing students to kind of use their like their skills and talents for something like greater than themselves and be able to make positive impacts on the community. And yeah, I guess yeah. that's kind of what Nord is valuable for. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just a follow-up question to that: I, what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get involved? In supporting the rare disease community. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I guess if you want to get involved, um, my advice is to just start today. <laughs> like, don't wait. I mean, uh, the best time is now. And you know, you don't have to be. Well, you don't have to be the CEO of a huge company to get involved with helping out the rare disease with your community. You can start small. You know, you can start locally, and uh, you can do that by just like attending um, general meetings. You know. Um, here at KGI, we have our general meetings at the last Friday of every month. So if you yep. want to join us there, uh, we have a lot of speakers who talk about their experience with their diseases. We have researchers like Thomas Lester and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, attending just different events where you can meet other people who are in the field. So like I mentioned, the Rare Disease Day coming up in March. Mm-hmm. Students can get involved with that. Attend like social events and fundraisers. And yeah, also just like check out Nord. Like look at the website. There's a lot of cool stuff there. A bunch of helpful info so yeah, those are just some ways you can get involved today yep, yep. and uh, let's shift the gear a little bit back to the the uh, summit in dc i know you mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit earlier today so um other than you know meeting sean and some other outstanding speakers at the conference so were there any other uh, highlights from this conference that you found particularly um, inspiring yeah so it was a really great experience overall mm-hmm. i thought that the whole entire um event was really well put together i thought everyone there really wanted to be there it was really great to see um other researchers like for example they also had a poster um like hall i guess where people had did research they made a poster and they talked about it mm-hmm. and one particular individual that really struck me was a high school student so yeah. there was one student who was in high school and he actually made a poster about one of the rare diseases that affected his sister and so he what he did is he you know, once his sister was diagnosed, he told us how he reached out to one of the professors mm-hmm. at, I think, Georgetown. And um, he said, like, I want to do, I want to learn more about this disease. What can I do? And so he made a poster about the disease. Mm-hmm. And he actually was helping uh, do research at Georgetown with one of the professors. So that's why he was at the um, summit, because his professor brought him there mm-hmm. and he did posters. So it was really inspiring to see that, how, like, anyone can get involved. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, other than the, that, the... Just the overall um, experience of like meeting other people in rare disease, like the field of rare diseases, uh, meeting other students. So, um, like the Students for Rare Club here at KGI is not the only one, um, even in California. So there's one at UC Irvine, there's one in Stanford, there's one all, all over the country. So it was really cool to meet students from all over the country who are also involved in Nord. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was really cool. Um, I guess one other thing I could talk about is um, there's there's a company called deep genomics where they're using ai to find novel drug targets using rna um it's just super cool stuff uh 
uh, I think there was their director or someone um, at that company. They were talking about uh, the comp, uh, what they were doing. They were talking about just like using AI and stuff like that. So I think it's, it was a really cool, it was okay. a really cool experience. Gotcha, gotcha. That does, that does sound very interesting because we now live in a rapid advancement in AI technology and definitely coming from a genetics background, we should take advantage or you know embrace mm -hmm. AI technology. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Okay, this last question may be a little personal. So um, what has been the most rewarding part of your work with Nord? Yeah, so I think the most rewarding part of working with Nord for me was uh, being able to just kind of give back to the community at KGI, being able to, you know, provide a platform for individuals with rare diseases to speak about their experiences, to be able to, you know, provide a voice for them mm -hmm. and letting them kind of have the stage. Um, so that's kind of been the most rewarding part. Also, I think for me, like this is more personal, but I think being able to just connect with the other students as well yep. has been really um, great to see because, you know, being involved on campus really expands your network and lets you deepen those relationships you have with other students so mm -hmm. i think that was really cool to see and being on the board was just um really great to work with all the other kgi students mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um just about nord so are there any exciting upcoming events that our audience should know about oh yes definitely <laughs> so uh, rare disease day of course yes yes talk about that. of course uh, rare disease day but we also have some uh, fundraisers coming up after uh, mm. spring break so we have a benefit concert actually coming up which is going to be super awesome because we're going to have this totally awesome band uh called strike perform and <laughs> we're super excited to hear them uh, we're gonna also gonna have some other students perform as well so it'll be really cool just to see you know the students talent on display and getting to you know provide a concert for for uh, these people with rare diseases mm -hmm. um we also have uh merch coming out soon so oh yeah uh yeah super cool so one of the mm -hmm. members on our board ivan he uh super talented guy and he designed merch for us so it's like a zebra mm -hmm. and it just looks so cool it's so like super modern it's like very streetwear so definitely be on the lookout for that so that's something to look forward to as well Sounds good. And how can we stay updated on Nord's activities and get involved in future events? For sure, yeah. So you can follow us at kgi.nordsfr on Instagram. Uh, we post a lot about what we're doing on there. There's a lot of information if you want to find out more about the club. Uh, you can also follow just the Nord page on LinkedIn. They have, mm -hmm. um, they have a bunch of helpful information on there as well. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's some ways to get connected with us. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Nathan. Thanks so much, Edge.